following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. Friday, baby. Friday means we are lounging. Yes. From the Star. Barry Church. Yes, indeed. He's back. I'm back, man. Again. I'm back. I'm back, I'm back again. I'm back again. again. You know, I'm back. Every other episode. <laughs> I'm back in the stand. Barry man. Church I'm back is in here. The stand. Okay, so Barry Y'all Church. Y'all miss me, you know. <laughs> He's here. Danny McRae yep, yep. is here. I am Nui Scruggs. So an hour to get to a lot of topics here concerning the Dallas Cowboys and the National Football League and... Uh, pop culture as well. So we'll dive into Amari, uh, Amari Cooper and landing spots potentially for him. Uh, Dak Prescott, the whole franchise tag. Uh, top cop movies because mm-hmm. Danny went to see Bad Boys 3, so yeah. he's been inspired. Yes. Okay. So, so yes. we'll dive into that. But let me first start with the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The San Francisco 49ers and Kansas City Chiefs end up playing a, a very entertaining second half. It was a good one. As um, – a 31-20 final as the Chiefs end up winning this thing. Danny, you predicted Kansas City to win it. I thought San Francisco would win it based on the fact that they were going to run the football. Ah. And all of a sudden, with a 10-point lead, the head coach decides that, hey, let's get away from what we do. <laughs> Wait, you talking about the same guy from uh... – yeah, 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 that guy, the same guy. Oh, okay. the, same you mean guy. the guy that didn't learn his lesson yeah. oh, from this four years. You got to fingerprints on that. You got to put Goodness gracious, you yeah. got a 10-point lead, mm, and mm, the Chiefs mm. outscore them 21 to nothing over the final 8-33 of the football game. I, I want to start here, before we dive into to the 49ers issues, because you guys are defensive backs, and, and you have an understanding of what you have to do to stop an offense. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes was named the MVP. I've heard a lot of people say that Damian Williams should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. So I want to start right there. Who should have won the MVP? Man, um, I honestly thought that uh, Damian Williams was going to win it. He he put up some serious stats. He was a game changer in there. And actually, I expected him to win, but I knew he wasn't because – Patrick Mahomes is a quarterback. Yeah. No so doubt. I would have gave it to D. Williams. You he he played a hell of a game. He changed the whole dynamic of the game for them. They played a totally different way. Usually it's Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, those That's guys true. going down, going deep, scoring crazy, crazy plays. This was Damian Williams running the ball, catching out of the backfield, and making plays. Yeah, I got to slightly agree with you on that one. I feel like uh, Damian, well, he was, you know, toting that ball pretty well. But the story was already written, written from when we got in there. I yeah. mean, we knew Patrick Mahomes. He already sent the tweet out from 2013 when he was like, oh, I wonder how it feels like to yeah. say I'm a quarterback <laughs> going to Disney. So he could have went out there and threw five picks. But <laughs> they would have gave it one. Yeah, if the game winner, that's he all he got, needed. He that's got all he needed. But, nah, he, he did play, you know, a great second half the game. Um, I felt like he brought them back. So, I mean, it wasn't like a crazy discrepancy between the MVP, but um, I would have went with D. Let, Will on and that then, And let me be just a little critical of Pete Mahomes in that game because the deep pass to uh, – so he was throwing them all in the dirt at the beginning. He was throwing in picks. In the dirt. 
And then the one that Tyreek Hill catches down the field oh, the looks punt. like a punt. Yeah. <laughs> he could have got that. And it, it counts as a, as a completion. It does. You know, 40 yards, however deep it was. But it was like, goodness gracious, bro. What are you? Am I the, <laughs> are the lights on? Am I the only? I'm kind of tired of Mahomes, though. I don't you nah, know. Man, I, 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 tired of him. I don't know. It's just, he's are, just you tired, are you tired way, of Brady? Man. Nah. Wow. I just, he just, I don't so know. So you see Brady more than Mahomes. You tired of Steph Curry? This is the real show. I'm going to get the real feelings, man. I'm kind of tired. I do get tired of Steph Curry. Him chewing that mouthpiece on the side. Yeah, I get tired. Like, bro, sit down. Mahomes got that same. When he, he's looking sideways, like, he's always walking. Looking I'm just like, man, I can't. I can't, man. Somebody hit this dude. I can't. He's going to get this. He always like, no, yeah. coach, not that one. No. Yeah, yeah I can't do it. Who do you think should have won that? All right. So, Damien Williams, uh, 17 carries, 104 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, also, um, all combined, you combining the 29 receiving yards, 133 total yards of offense. I I thought Mahomes should have gotten it because and, and I I'm I'm the I'm the kid that used to watch every single NFL film Super Bowl highlight. The Steve Sables? Yes. Yes. When they when they start with Super Bowl one, yeah. they just kept on watching and watching and watching. And they have a great line in there. And and they it was they were talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers against uh the the Los, then Los Angeles Rams mm-hmm. before they moved to St. Louis. And the Steelers were losing in the football game. In the first half, in the fourth quarter, they came back. And, and John Facinda said at the time, great teams don't always play great. They play great when they have to. And then a Fast forward some Super Bowls later on. I think it was talking about Joe Montana and how that Niner offense against Cincinnati in Super Bowl 23 in Miami, that same stadium, was you know kind of slowed down. And he says, you know, great players don't always play great. They play great when they have to. So for 50 minutes, San Francisco dialed this thing up and made life tough on Mahomes. Mm-hmm. He was getting some licks in this mm-hmm. football game. They were. Uh, the, we know the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line, I mean, look, they're okay. They're not great. They're mm-hmm. okay. And their strength, they were getting after him. But in the fourth quarter, when you needed to have it, Patrick Mahomes delivered. Yeah, he had an interception. He had two touchdown. Pass, he had two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and then and then you know helped engineer the last one when, when Damian Williams mm-hmm. took off and ran it. And afterwards, I paid attention to what Andy Reid said, and Andy Reid brought up Larry Bird. He's like, he's like Bird. Sooner or later, he's going to get you. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of when. And I watched the NFL films mic'd up version. If you haven't seen, it's just tremendous. I mean, it's just brilliant filmmaking. And they go through where Mahomes is talking about some of the issues he had, but when he needed it. He got it. And then I contrast that with Jimmy Garoppolo Mm. when his head coach decided for some crazy reason Mm. he was going to ask Jimmy to win the game. Jimmy couldn't do it. He had Emmanuel Sanders wide open. This was your opportunity to win the football game, go down as a legend, yada, yada, yada. He didn't get it done. Mm-mm. Mahomes got it done. Hey, the pass was called Wasp that, that, that Hill ran, mm-hmm. and they ran it against New England last year, the AFC Championship. He said, watch, watch the NFL because they set it up so good. It didn't have to be perfect. He just needed to give his guy a chance. Yeah, but but, but and, we're talking about MVP. And you talk about when you got it's, – it's, it's, it's two people who could win this, right? Mahomes played well, like you said, in the fourth quarter. Damian, Damian Williams brought it the whole game and sealed the game for him. He did. Yeah, Mahomes is He's and, the and, quarterback. Of course. Of course he's going to be the guy to throw it. Can but, I go back to a basketball reference here? Go ahead. Sure. We are sitting around here covering LeBron James, okay? We got to stop LBJ. That's fine. Guess who's open? Kyrie hits the shot. Game-winning shot. It's what worked. 
North Carolina, 1982, playing playing Georgetown and Patrick Ewing. The player of the game was James Worthy. The guy who took the shot to win the game was Michael Jordan. So sometimes it's the other guy who's got to do, hey, look, we're going to come to you when you when you need to hit your shot, hit your mm-hmm. shot. Damian Williams was a guy they weren't worried about as much as they were about Mahomes and the receivers. So, Damian, you did your job. But when it came nut-cutting time, when it came time to win this game. He was also involved in that, though. He ran the ball, and he was involved in the nut-cutting time. If Mahomes isn't Mahomes. He's a quarterback. He threw it to the flat. He threw it. He runs a touchdown. That counts as a touchdown. Man. I mean, he did do work out there. He, he was making people touchdowns. miss. He, he was making two people touchdowns. Miss. One of them was to Damian Williams on a flat route that he took, what, 12, 15 yards? It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I go back to the year Peyton Manning won it with the Colts. I thought Joseph Adai was the guy Maybe that should have got it, and he, he was did. Killing. He was uh, killing. So how could you think differently of this one? Because they, they've set the precedent now. No, I'm saying, but I'm, I'm not, we're asking just your opinion on who you think should have got it, not who. I, I, I would have given it to Mahomes because his fourth quarter play. To me, when I look at the fourth quarter, this was about the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. To, this was, came down this was about this was that. about Kansas City's quarterback getting it done and San Francisco's quarterback not getting it done. It became a quarterback game in the fourth. And Williams did his part, but this really became 15 versus 10. They had the same number of touchdowns. I'm like, <laughs> like it wasn't really that far apart. The, Williams know, had man. two tugs. I don't know. I got- he had two tugs. He ran the ball the whole game on this defense. On this defense, he ran the ball. This is the number one defense. He ran the ball on them, caught the ball on the backfield, got two because touchdowns. They put, because their emphasis was, was on the receivers. The that, is who, get, get, that is true. That is true. It's the game. Who cares? Mm. So your stats don't matter if they playing you a certain way. Yeah, and that last touchdown was kind of yeah, garbage. So, so, and, so, uh, that last this, touchdown yeah, was kind of garbage. Also for Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> so they end up with the same number of touchdowns without that. So you know they're gonna give it to the Q. Yeah. Gonna give it. Yeah, I know, to, but I'm just talking about if you watch the game and, and like who played the who was like, the player who the played game. better. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but sure. Damian yeah. Williams okay. played better he than him. Play oh, better. look, look, look. I'm not going to debate you on who had the better overall game. But I, but once, that, that's the imp- but once again, <laughs> the emphasis was on we're going to stop you. We They made life hard for Mahomes. I mean, for 50 minutes, they held this offense to 10 points. I mean, San Francisco did a great job. I mean, they should hate themselves for the rest of their lives because you should have won the game. They should have. The, the boy I, got burned. You know, Let I've, me tell you something. I've heard people try and jump on the defensive coordinator, Robert Tyler. I'm like, whoa, whoa. I, no, I can't that do guy, that. Hey, that guy did a great he job. He did the best the job all season. The coach and the quarterback let this team down. I'm going to tell you straight up, um, just why? Watching the game against Houston, I don't know if uh, San Francisco played any any better than they did. So I, I think Kansas City had, had, had uh, come become accustomed to starting off slow and then coming back at the end throughout the playoffs. And they did the same thing to Houston. We sitting there watching the Houston game like, man, Houston defense is crazy. <laughs> J.J. Watt back. All of a sudden, they figured it out. And here they come. And they come. And the same thing happened to uh to these guys, like to, uh, yo, Tennessee, to, yeah. no, to uh, to San Fran, they, they come out and they, and they and they working these dudes. I'm talking about working them, and, and all see, of a sudden they figure it out. And you get the wasp, <laughs> and then you get get a guy running the head, running I, down their throat the whole game. I just think the head coach totally blew oh, yeah. this game. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for You're sure. up ten points, 
and all of a sudden you want to start asking Jimmy G to win it? Jimmy G. And before that, you had a minute before that, before the halftime, and you just going to take it. So if you're going to run the ball and then take knees, and so why in the second half you going to just automatically, y'all, let me start throwing this thing, man. Listen, let, let me tell you something. He got scared. He saw that Texas game, too. He knew exactly where this game was going. He, he saw that. He saw to big, it. big Mo coming downhill. He know he, he could stop that momentum. He should have just kept through the run, man. So, so why in the biggest moment of the season, you go away from what has been working and got you to this point. As as defensive players, that makes no see? sense to the me. The honey badger came out and said, I'm "Glad they started going in." Oh, and I mean, yeah. he, he was. I mean, Ford. They're, they're all admitting him, and they were getting us on that. Ramoster is averaging four point eight yards a carry. They had one hundred nine and a half, right? Mm, that was this, I, 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 yeah. I did not understand uh, what they were doing. Did and he how ever come up with a reasoning? Like he just. He was just like, man, you know what? This is what I felt. He, I, I don't know. Maybe he trusts Jimmy. I mean, why didn't he trust him before halftime? That's what, man, he didn't trust him all season. The man threw the ball 11 times two weeks ago. And that's what we said. <laughs> why, why trust him in the Super Bowl in the yeah, second half? It, it made no sense. Jimmy G's fourth quarter statistics. 3 of 11, 36 yards and an interception. They had 15 offensive plays. They called 11 passes in the fourth quarter. Debo Samuel did not touch the ball. And he was the bell cow the first half. Man. I mean, Debo mm. was cutting guys up. Mm. Mostert averaged 4.8 yards a carry. As they're going down the field on that drive, they're running the ball effectively. And to then just say, okay, the second and five, they throw the pass to Kittle, who was open, but it was it got, a bad though. But it got tipped. Ew, it yeah, got, it got yeah, tipped. Chris Jones tipped it. Then they try on third down and they don't get it. And then... Anyway, I just I just sat I there and looked it. at this well, and, that, and I, I I shook my head and then of course Kyle Shanahan dialed up the perfect play because Emmanuel Sanders is running free mm. and Jimmy G can't get it and I'm just sitting there to myself saying you needed to run the clock something you knew when you were the offensive coordinator of Atlanta and you were up 28 to three and you blew that so you needed to run the clock because what do we all know well, the one thing you don't want to do is let Mahomes in that get offense back on that field. have another have another possession that mm. is the enemy is them with the football so you didn't run the football your quarterback could not hit Emmanuel Sanders mm. you bet on the wrong guy it reminds me of the old New Jack City movie when Mario Van Peoples gets mad at Ice T because the whole operation messed up. And Pookie, oh, Pookie. Pookie got, <laughs> Keep doing that. Sorry. Man. And Pookie got, Pookie got killed. And, and he says to Scotty, I bet on you. And you bet on a crack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tripping. And I'm, and I'm Look, <laughs> That's not in there, bro. New Jack City that don't count. Is that a cop movie? No, New Jack What's City not no cop movie. No, no, no. That, that movie was about. You said more than that? Nah, nah. But just that premise of you bet on this guy. You bet on the guy that you weren't riding all year long. You go to the biggest dance of the year, and you don't dance with who brought you. That's you true. chose someone else. That, to me, if I'm a 49er fan, I'll never, ever get over that. And, and I'll tell you this. I don't I don't know the, the stats, but I can almost guarantee you that that 3 for 11 in the fourth quarter, they started getting into, like, trying to throw it on first down mm-hmm. behind the sticks. And then now you got to keep on yeah, doing it, right? So you want to try to, you know, trick them on first down. Like, oh, they think it's going to be a run. You mess up first down. Now you're like, oh, second and 10. 
It's a wrap. <laughs> Got to throw it twice. Well, I, Shaving points. Man. All right. Actually, I'll, I'll give you the fourth quarter. Okay. Here, here's the stats. So, 49ers get the ball uh, first and 10 of the 20, 11.57 mm-hmm. to go. Mostert right tackle um, for six yards. So, that was they did first down. Then they ended up converting as um, Jimmy G hit Kittle for 12. So, it's first and 10 at the San Francisco 38. Mostert, uh, one yard gain. Second and nine, Garoppolo incomplete pass. Debo, third and nine, shotgun penalty, false start on That's Joe Staley. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap. Third and 14, Garoppolo scrambles, pushed out of bounds for three yards, punt. Chiefs get the ball back. Mahomes to Kelsey, one-yard touchdown in two minutes and 40 seconds. Total of 10 plays, 83 yards. 49ers get the ball back, um, and it is 6-13 to play. First and 10, San Francisco 20, Mostert right tackle, five yards. Then comes where we talked about before. Mm-hmm. It's second and five of the 49er uh, 25. Incomplete pass to Kittle, third and five hundred ninety-five. Incomplete pass to Bourne, punt. Chiefs get the football back. They go Ball seven plays, sixty-five yards, two sixty, uh, two minutes twenty-six seconds. As Mahomes, short right pass to Damian Williams for the touchdown. 49ers uh, get the football. And where are we looking at? Boom! Uh, first and ten from the San Francisco fifteen. Mostert. 17-yard run. Second and 10, San Francisco 32. Penalty, Emmanuel Sanders, false start. First and 15, uh, San Francisco 27. Garoppolo, short pass to Kittle, eight First yards. Two. That was it. That was it. Second and seven, San Francisco 35-yard line. Short pass to Bourne, who went 16 yards. First and 10 at the Kansas City 49. Because that is three passes? Garoppolo, incomplete pass to Debo <laughs> Sanders. That's when it all started. When all went three down. Passes? Yeah, Second so, and 10 from the Kansas City 49. Garoppolo, incomplete short pass to um, Bourne. Third and 10. Garoppolo, incomplete pass to Emmanuel Sanders, the one he had open mm-hmm. for the touchdown. And then on fourth down, he gets sacked. And then Kansas City gets the ball back with 125 to go. First and 10, San Francisco 40, uh, 42. Uh, Williams, four yard run. Second and six, San MVP Francisco 38. 38 yards <laughs> to the house. Good night now. Game that, you said 38 yards? 38 yards, yes. That, that's, a, that's how. Okay, he salted, right, salted it away. <laughs> salted it away. MVP, they wrapped baby. it up. They, they, they knew they had to run. Yeah, it was over. And this this is really one where you give a lot of credit to the offensive line and your fullback. They know they're going to try and milk the clock, and Kansas City just pow, just wham right down your face. Yeah, just just did it, and, and give Williams credit for his his ability to uh, get down the sidelines. And, and and here's a guy that's coming back to play at the stadium where the Dolphins play. We just want the Dolphins. Yeah. He's not good enough. Go. Yeah, he got, not not good ride. enough to play for them. Not, not good yeah. enough. I mean, fantastic for him. But that's that's what we saw there. I, I just feel if I'm a 49er fan, I look at the head coach, Kyle Shanahan, who is a good head coach. He's a good head coach. They've got, they have got the right guy there. Is what? You, what, what do you do with Jimmy G, though? If, like, if you, if you 20, can't trust, this, yeah, if you can't trust this guy... In the biggest game. No, two of them. Okay, they so, threw so, the volume. So, I'm still stuck on 11 times. <laughs> they threw right, it 11 okay, times. So, so here's me. Here's, here's my thing on Jimmy G. Do I blame you for your coach putting you in the position that I wouldn't put you in, you shouldn't have been in? Hey, Jimmy G, go win it. You said you didn't believe in the guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. His actions leading up to the playoffs and how many times they asked him to throw the ball and the game plan they had told you he didn't trust it. So 
Should we blame Jimmy G because he should not have been put in that position? I mean, you guys are players, and you understand that more yeah. so than me because you've been out on the field. I'm, I'm, I'm at the coach. I'm up. No, nah, yeah, I'm, he shouldn't have called it. But I'm up. I mean, he, he gets blamed for overthrowing uh, Sanders. He gets oh, for blamed sure. for yeah. throwing the pick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. these these are these are plays that you assume. Like you don't even have have to have ultimate trust in your quarterback to say, "All right, I'm gonna draw this up." All you got to do is throw it down the field. He's going to be open. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to have ultimate trust in a guy to do that. Like a, a random guy, a quarterback with any type of arm coming off the bench or whatever, you say, man, I'm, I'm dialing up 999 with a post. Throw the post. <laughs> you should be able to complete the post. You know what I'm saying? So mm. it's not it's not so much to me. I don't believe it's like he had faith in the guy. It's like he had faith in his play calling, and he knew he was going to get guys open, and this dude just, just didn't get it done. Not because – you know, <laughs> so it's just because he couldn't do it. Not, not, it's like not having trust in your okay, quarterback. Danny, so, so I go back to what you say. What do you do with him? Yeah. What? What? He's your quarterback. He's your okay. Quarterback. Well, cool. Well, you ain't never well, in no Super Bowl then, because you're gonna always run him. up in the Kansas City. He's your quarterback. Yeah. And I, I, I turned on one of the San Francisco radio stations the past couple days after the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. I wanted to just enjoy listening to to the frustration of their fan base and, and who they were blaming and where they went to. Overall, the sense was from most of the hosts uh, on that on that particular radio station that Jimmy G in his first full season with 16 games as the starting quarterback for them, they felt good about him going forward. That's true. So that so there it wasn't a matter of hey you you hey let's sign Tom Brady and and dump Jimmy Garoppolo. Nah. That you look at the total overall record, what you had with him, and that he can grow and get better. That that maybe he he can come back from this and, and get it done. That was the sense overall of what the hosts were saying about the quarterback. Yeah, I'm confident. I think he's young enough in his career to where he can still grow and still show signs of of development. I mean, we saw him against the Saints where he can put up he put up, you know, touchdowns, 45 points in mm-hmm. that game. And there was throws in the Super Bowl, the one to Kittle down the sidelines before halftime. He kind of dropped that in the bucket. Kittle didn't have to push off if he didn't want to. So I think there's throws that this guy can make. He didn't make the biggest one at the right time, but he missed a bunch. He, he, bunch he, did, he did miss a, a bunch. bunch. He missed a bunch. And he threw a bad interception. But I think there's enough room for this guy to grow to get developed better. I, I don't know, man. I'm seeing you my, minus the Super Bowls, I'm seeing Eli. You seeing Eli? <laughs> I'm seeing, I'm seeing Eli. Because this is why. Because I'm seeing a team with a great defensive line and play good defense all year who gets you into those positions and you can run the ball. I like, was it uh, Jacobs? Who was their running back? Yeah, yeah. Like, like Jacob, you got to run a game, you got a defense, Bradshaw. and then you got this guy. Right, I and I'm seeing I'm seeing uh, uh, the Eli effect in I here, except he probably you, won't win the I can't Super Bowl. Give you Eli, you know why I can't give you Eli? Because he made that throw. He did. He made that he, throw. So, I was there in Indianapolis. Okay. Oh, I knew. Uh, uh, oh, 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 my bad. Back. Recent Eli. Recent Eli. Oh, he ain't that bad. He ain't that bad. <laughs> oh, he ain't, he ain't that bad. Listen, let me tell you something. The man threw the ball 11 times in a bad. game. This he is and, he, and they ain't running the option. You know what I'm saying? Usually, if, if, okay, you, if you're Georgia <laughs> Tech, you know what I'm saying? Then I understand throwing the ball 11 times. I'll, I'll give you a Super Bowl comp <laughs> if you're Georgia Tech. The Super Bowl comp I'll give you is Rex Grossman. Because when the Bears had played Peyton Manning and the mm-hmm. Colts, there were throws there that he just didn't make. And had he made those throws, the Bears – could have easily won that football game because the Colts didn't play their best game. Mm-hmm. They didn't play their best game. So that's what I com- compare it to when I just look at in terms one. of, hey, how did your quarterback play? Your quarterback clearly was not the guy you needed in those situations. And if I'm Jimmy G, 
I'm 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 sad watching this tape because he missed Kittle a lot, and then of course the Sanders touchdown. With this, this was on you. This is your job mm-hmm. as a professional quarterback to make those. His okay. next three years will be Eli's last three years. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's what Jimmy G is going to be. That's huh? what, I would not be picking him up on my fantasy team. You can bet that because I had him. I had him this year and I released him. <laughs> I, I, had I, I still I got had some, I, I animosity towards Jimmy G. I released him. So now we know. Yes, it's a person. He had his first big breakout game of four touchdowns the week after I cut him, mm, and but I, I, didn't, I didn't look back because I, I had my I had three guys. Breeze was coming back, so all year long I rolled with with Dak Breeze, and I had Cam Newton, and then Cam Newton got shelled, and so I kind of had a third rotating quarterback. But we were good. Let me tell you this: the guy that won that lost in our league in the championship, he picked up Baker Mayfield and Jimmy G. Ooh, yep. Started Jimmy G. In the in the uh, Super rap. Bowl and lost <laughs> because his quarterback did not put up any buckets. Well, so so GQ, everybody mad at you, Jimmy. GQ Jimmy, GQ yeah, Jimmy. Yes, yeah, he uh, no no. All right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's shift into the Cowboys. Let's dive into that. Amari Cooper, five landing spots for Amari Cooper. We'll dive into that and. Top cop movies. Danny McRae has his list. We will dive into that. You're listening to the Players' Lines with Danny McRae, Barry Church, and Dewey Scruggs on DallasCowboys.com radio. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. Back to the Players' Lounge. Players' Lounge. Newey Scruggs. Barry Church. Yo, Dallas you. Cowboy. Danny McCray for okay, Dallas Cowboy. All right, we're going to put this football bit. We're talking about Jimmy G all day, man. The decisions that made it. I, I 
am glad I'm not a 49er fan. You got your kids wait, coming. Wait, wait, one, one, one thing before we get out of the Super Bowl. Shout out to Mo Claiborne, Anthony Hitchens, and Damian Wilson. Oh, big shout out. For for getting that Super Bowl championship. Also, happy yeah. birthday to my boy Mo today, man. I, what's he turning? He, he's How crossing over to 30. 30? 30, 31. Oh, one we get no. We get no. We get to ice them knees yeah, coming man. up. So, congratulations to them, man. That, that, that is Mo. a big, big deal. Next year. You had two former Dallas Cowboys linebackers, starting linebackers, starting out there on a on a championship defense. And and I was t- talking to someone, and I said, uh, the Cowboys have pieces. That can get you to a championship game. They, there's pieces that are there, mm-hmm. but this comes down to coaching. And when you talk to the and listen to the Kansas City players, how close they were as a team. So I know a lot of people get mad at the Cowboys, and you don't have this. They, they've shown you they they can draft, and and they've got pieces. They they know it's just a matter of putting them together. So they they've got that there. Uh, Danny, you you got some camps. That are oh coming yes, up here, yes, so let, yes, let, let, oh, man. I'm know. excited. Uh-oh. I'm excited. We finally opened up registration for camps on Monday. So you can go to DallasCowboys.com slash academy. Check out the schedule. We have camps for every every kid, every age. If you're a dancer, if you like hip-hop and R&B dance, if you like cheerleading, okay. if you like football, we have something during the summer and spring for all of the little campers. So you guys go check that out and, and sign them up. We will have current Dallas Cowboys players coming out to these camps. Current Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders will be coaching your kids and current Dallas Cowboys rhythm and blue dancers will be teaching these classes as well. So, as well. so you don't want to miss out on this. Go sign up. Spots are limited. We don't want you guys to miss out on this great opportunity there it is especially with spring uh spring break coming up Mm -hmm. a lot of parents are trying to figure out where they can put their kids and give them something to do so that's that's definitely an option there let us talk about amari cooper potential free agent uh we all know cooper dak prescott and cornerback byron jones those are or your three biggest free agents and you could maybe throw robert quinn in there as well mm, yeah. for example these are but these are the guys that, that people are talking about amari cooper checked nfl.com and it was uh, david carr former nfl quarterback who picked five landing spots for amari cooper he went with dallas first then he went with philadelphia he better not go to A. <laughs> <laughs> Take it to DeMarco Murray, Ralph. Buffalo at three, Denver at four, and Arizona at five. One of the things that I've, I've, I've said to people on social media, especially on my Twitter page at Newey Scruggs, it's N-E-W-Y-S-C-R-U-G-G-S, Newey Scruggs, where they, they want to say, well, we don't have to pay him, we can just find someone else. And that Cooper is, you know, people were down on, on, on how he ended the season. And I just simply said this. If your quarterback, who you're about to give a good chunk of money to, and this is his most valuable guy, isn't this what you want to do? You got to keep him. Keep the guys. Keep the guy he likes the most. And I go back to the Peyton Manning thing all the time. Throughout his career, what did Bill Polian do as a general manager, and then John Elway? He made sure the number one target was always there. Marvin for him. Harrison. Marvin Harrison. Then went and gave him Reggie Wayne, and then out in Denver. All right, here's Demarius Thomas. Here's Emmanuel Sanders. Demarius this Thomas, is a guy who always had his number one target. Always had always had targets around him, but they always made sure he was most. Com- he had a guy he was most comfortable with. So. That's my take. Take over here, John. Uh, listen, I'm, <laughs> one, I have a question for you guys about Michael Gallup. Okay. Does he have the potential to be a number one receiver? No. 
Can he do it? You're a little young. I'm just asking. Do no, you, no, no. Do you you're, you're young, but but back in the day, when Alvin Harper was running with Michael Irvin and I covered the Cowboys, Alvin was a former number one pick out of Tennessee, and I thought Alvin was a really good receiver. And that NFC Championship game, the first one, when the Cowboys went to San Francisco and won, it's Troy Aikman hitting Alvin on a crossing route, and Alvin takes it down into the red zone. Cowboys ended up scoring on the NFC touchdown, but that sealed the game. And I used to call – Michael was a playmaker, and I remember telling, t- talking to Alvin when I said, you're the game breaker. He was that guy that toward the end could break that game open. Right. And one-on-one coverage that he was getting, he was really good. So Tampa Bay signs him after <laughs> oh, he give him the two Smith Super Bowls. <laughs> and next thing you know, they're like, well, well, well where well, this guy at? Well, what happened was, like, well, dude on the other side, it's not there. So I'm not saying Michael Gallup can't be that guy, but I like Michael Gallup in the position he's in right now. Mm-hmm. So if you're worried about Cooper, and I've talked to Gallup about this in the locker room, one-on-one coverage is great. I picked him on my fantasy team this year based on that, that, hey, if Cooper is doing some of the things we think he can do, and if Witten is back and they're giving Witten a little of attention, this guy with some one-on-one battles, he's good. What you just said was about Juju Smith-Schuster is why I didn't even touch him. And fantasy football said, mm-hmm. "There's a whole different ball. It's a whole thing. It's a whole different thing. And I don't so, think well, – go ahead, go ahead. So, no, I'm saying, so, with, so with that, what's the discussion about? <laughs> you got to pay the dude. You got to. You got to. You got to. If, if you are in the front office, if, if they are thinking the same way that everybody here is thinking, when you get that one-on-one attention, then, yeah, you got to pay a guy. Are you willing to break the bank for him, though? Who? You want to break the bank for somebody? Are you? Are <laughs> you've put to me. They've put themselves in this position with Cooper, the same way they put themselves in this position with Dak, and the same way you put yourself with Tank. You've oh, done yeah, this to yourself. Long. Yeah, so. you've waited too long. And if you say you love Dak and you're about to pay him top five money. If I'm going to give the carpenter top five money, I'm not going to sit around here and give him some rusty tools. So to you got to top five running back, you all, yeah, quarterback, it, it, and receiver. On, and on top of that, you 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 pay the line got to be man. you pay you pay LC you paid LC before you paid them you paid Jalen Smith he top five Z90. ninety so these dudes ain't sitting back like uh, I'm not <laughs> I don't need my bread I need all my ducats. Mm. You bring up a great point because because Hall of Fame writer Rick Goslin had said. You do one or two things. He said, either you pay the running back or you pay the offensive line. He says, you don't pay both. You pay one or the other. You you pay one or the other. But I also go back to this. If you want to operate in this fashion, because this is what Bill Polian did with the Colts. He paid Reggie Wayne. He paid Marvin Harrison. uh, He paid the running back. And then when he got to the point where the running back, Edron James, got too much, he got rid of him. Then he drafted Joseph Mm Adai. Then they drafted Donald Brown, used first-round picks. So they were constantly, though, and they had Dallas Clark. They they paid the tight end. They put all that money on the offense. So if you want to do it there, you have to become very good at drafting. I mean, you've got to be good at drafting, and you've got to understand you're going to have players that get to a point in time where you just okay, we can't afford them. We're going to have to rotate through those guys. And they decided defensively, and that was when when Poling had Tony Dungy. Tony, I need you to develop the younger guys. So they paid their defensive ends. Okay, they paid mm-hmm. the defensive ends. Who was it, Mathis and them boys? It was it was, it was Mathis and Freeney. Mm-hmm. But the other, spin move Freeney, mm-hmm. huh? But everybody else. 
Polian had decided, you know, we're going to make sure we're 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 kind of rotating guys out on rookie contracts. When 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 it comes time to pay him, we're going to let him go because we put all our money here. His book is really good when he talks about how they went out financially and developed the Indianapolis Colts and why it worked. You've got it. If you're the Cowboys, you're now going down that same road yeah. that the Colts did. So you think you're, we're going to have to draft defensively here? Got to. Oh, you going to have to. I was just going to say, I think that. The situation on defense is what's stopping them from paying some of these guys. I think so. You're looking for a safety. Mm-hmm. You possibly are losing a corner because it's obvious that they're not going to pay Byron because they got these other two guys that they got to pay. Mm-hmm. You got a linebacker who is your star linebacker that's having neck surgery. Yeah. You Robert Quinn <laughs> is on a one year. You know what I'm saying? So you got you got a lot of spots on defense to where you gonna have to throw some money into it. Both your D tackles gone. So and when you look at paying Dak and Coop all this bread, and then you don't have anything left on defense, yeah, your draft is gonna have to be crazy, but you're still gonna be short. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> you're gonna still gonna be short because you don't know you what, what, what Vanderus was gonna happen. With yeah, yeah. yeah, like it's it's a lot of question marks out there. It Somebody is. looked very stiff. Do you this bring year. Lee? Do you bring Lee back? <laughs> you you don't have a choice. Yeah, got, got some boom. That's what I told you. You don't have a choice. You you have no you got choice. To. You got to bring Sean Lee back because if it's two things we know, Vanderus is not gonna give you 16 with that neck. You can't trust him. You can't trust him. You can't You can't do it. And even if Lee comes back, the chances of him giving 16 are they're going to have to. You're going to have to even. Solidify that. So Joe Thomas, you know, Joe Thomas is feel, should be feeling real yeah, good yeah. about being able to come back. Here's here's the hope I would give Cowboy fans defensively. Mike Nolan is going to come in and put in his scheme. What we've seen the last two years between Rod Marinelli and Chris Richard is trying to two dudes with different views on defense mm-hmm. trying to meld it together. And I just didn't think that worked. It, it clearly did not work. So no one will have his vision. I think that Will McClay also needs to make sure that he is out there drafting the guys the draft he got to hit. Too, yeah. got to hit this year. And too many times going to the defensive coaches to ask them what it is you want. You now, Rod Marinelli wanted Tristan Hill. When mm. Juan Thornhill, the safety, was, was, the, was the person to take. But Rod wanted Tristan Hill, wanted to take care of his D-line. Who wanted Taco? Rod Marinelli wanted Taco. Taco. Rod Marinelli also wanted Leighton Vanderash. So he's he's, he's true. One out of three. Yeah. Uh, that's that's bad statistics. (laughs) So that's that's a fairly great. So it comes back to this. Let the guys in personnel make the calls. Let those guys. They're watching the scouting department. This is what they do all year long. Go with those guys. Who's most important on defense? Which which position for draft? If you're looking at man, we got first I round, second secondary. round. You got first round, second round. Which one yeah. is it though? Is it corner or is it safety? I got a corner. If you don't get B. Jones back, I think you got to go corner. And I, th- I think, because the draft is in April, free agency starts in March. One will tell you what you do. Yeah, exactly. You know what what you do in the draft. Free agency will tell you what you do. Could B. Jones gonna be a first day? He's gonna be a first day. Uh, a like he gonna be. He'll sure, be he'll off. Be off yeah, he'll be off is there a quick. chance that Jamal Adams ends up here? If How he, many years left he got on his rookie deal? It should be one, right? Here, okay, this is brilliant He's got question. one year left on his deal currently. Okay. One, one year. Here's the problem, and it's not the player. The player's an amazing player who can get the job done for you. Mm-hmm. If you bring in Jamal Adams, then you're having to sign him to a contract where you're paying him Earl Thomas type exactly. of money. Exactly. And they don't, they don't value the safety like that here. So and they ain't got nowhere. So, so maybe or you sign so, you sign him one year, let him walk the next year. I, I don't know and, what you do with him, but and, get you to a safety. So mm. so and, and I and I come back into this. It's going to cost you your one. They were looking for a two ones last time. So mm. if and they was going to give it up. 
so well, one. one right. One. So are you willing to give up the one and the financial flexibility to go deeper into the cap? Grant Delpit, we talked about. about. Say, you yeah, weren't Delpit, here, but we yeah. talked about Grant Delpit, Delpit from LSU, LSU, who took over for Jamal Adams when he's at LSU, who by all accounts, yeah, he's not Jamal, but boy. He can play nickel. He can know, play linebacker. Yeah, he, yeah. They, 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 diff- they two different players, but yeah. <laughs> the, he's, the dude he's, is great. He's an LSU product who can come in here and get the job done. Mm-hmm. So that it's about the do- – to me, it's about the dollars. We know what Jamal Adams can do. It's, it's kind of like Jalen Ramsey and what the Rams are – hey, this guy will help you. Mm-hmm. But now are you willing to pay this note? For, that for, comes for that player. With, you know, and as I'm thinking about it, no. <laughs> because we just listed all the issues that you got on defense. And Jamal Adams he, coming he to a defense with, without, without the rest of that stuff yeah, being taken save. care of. He won't he not say, yeah, you, you can't pick him up and say, you know, we don't have no no right end. <laughs> we don't have a middle linebacker. We don't have a corner. And say, Jamal Adams, you you, you fix all this. And you're paying this dude all this money, and the rest of the defense is not taken care of. So, I, so yeah, by, that makes by, sense. You know, if you sign Cooper and you sign Dak, you know, you start going down, where's this money coming from exactly. to therefore pay Jamal Adams? Maybe and they know I, something about the uh, lockout that we don't know. I mean, the new CJ. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we corner. might be no salary cap. Yeah, <laughs> might come around the corner. No salary cap after the CBA. So it, it, Man, I'm coming it, back then. <laughs> it, it will be very, very interesting. All right. Uh, let's get into a little pop culture. We'll get into Dak Prescott, the franchise tag. But let's get into some pop culture next. Danny's going to see Bad Boys 3. He, he has his top five cop movies of all time. You know this will ensue a debate because that's what we do here on the Players' Lounge. We can't all agree on anything. So let's dive into that next right here on DallasCowboysRadio.com. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more, do more. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say, it's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. Back to the Players' Lounge. 
Players Lounge from the star here in Frisco. Barry Church. Yep. Former Dallas Cowboys defensive back. Danny McCray, former Dallas Cowboys defensive back, special teams ace. I am Nui Scruggs. Long time. The he great the guy. The great the guy. Yeah. See, he couldn't even think of He was like, which one am I going to put so first? Many I got so many titles. Emmy Highly Award winner. The decorated. Oh, de- <laughs> you know who he is when he walks in the building. Yeah. He shake, shake everybody's hand. Everybody, everybody know who he is. They, they, they move the rope when he walked through the club. Ooh, and all that. Hey, yeah, it's new. Yeah, y'all that's stop. A, Pull him in. Let him get in. anything, I, yeah, got you. You all at me. Thank, thanks me. for lying to the public. <laughs> I you lying to the public. I just got off the phone, and, and I've got to go pick up, pick up a uh, XFL football. Mm. And uh, that start, the league starts this weekend. Dallas, Shout out Lance Don, boy. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Yeah, Dallas Renegades take on the St. Louis Battlehawks over go. in Arlington, where the Rangers used to play in their old stadium. So, I've told people, and I've said on social media, I'll say it here. I want this league to work. I think spring football is something that's always had a place. They just haven't been able to get it right. But what I want to see more than anything is a developmental league. We know there are guys who just need another opportunity. And I'm also big on developing quarterbacks. Guys need reps. I'd look at someone like Cooper Rush. He hasn't been able to play. That's true. Cooper Rush needs to get somewhere where he can play. And there's some guys that – that don't always hit right away, and they just need an opportunity. Look at Damian Williams, what we saw in the Super Bowl. Here's a guy, undrafted dude, who got cut, and the next thing you know, boom, he gets a, a Moster, the running back uh, for, for, for the 49 Some of these guys just need an opportunity, and I, and I look at the XFL as an opportunity. I mean, you guys play with Lance Dunbar. Oh, yeah. This is a guy who can play. He can play, yeah. especially in this, this day and age yeah. with a running back out of the backfield. He could definitely play. Got injured. You know, I just look at this as this is a potentially an opportunity. So that's my selfishness of, of the XFL, why I want it to work. I want to see guys with jobs. I want to see if they can eventually develop themselves into a league where where guys can finish in the spring and then head up to see uh, yeah, the and, and, and Going into that, that's where I got the question on of that's tough to go through spring ball, playing real football, and then being ready to go through preseason. It's almost like a year-round yeah. like contest for these yeah, guys. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So they would have to figure out a way to – to structure it to where these guys, if, if it's a, de- a developmental league, where these guys aren't getting 20 carries, 30 carries a game for a whole XFL season and then moving right into the this next camp, season. Yeah, yeah. that'd be and, rough. Because in training camp, the XFL guy, for the most part, is going to be that guy who's playing in the first preseason game, playing in the second one, getting a lot of reps, all special and teams, then playing all the special teams. Yeah. So, I, yeah. It's going to be a that, tough. That's the tough part because I know how our body feels in February. <laughs> which is it's just great. Hard to it, get yeah, out of bed, t- take you a month or two to get back rolling. So that that I see that as just a difficult part. And they've, they've had NFL Europe before, and guys did that. But also, this is going to be when you talk about the bodies. It's you know the opportunities are definitely going to go to most of the younger guys. Right, for sure. You know, yeah. so so that's you know those NFL opportunities, but just just an opportunity. Yeah, most that, definitely. That's, that's, that's my most thing. And yes, you're talking about your body getting beat up for a year, but if that's what it takes for you to, to get, get your, back in, oh yeah, get your that, in, none of them would say no. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I mean, I'm, I'm outside, I like I'm I'm done with the game, so I'm just looking at it from a different perspective of. Oh yeah, they're gonna yeah, grind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're gonna grind. I mean, look at Coney Ely. He was what went away from being the Super Bowl MVP. MVP, man. And now he's in the XFL trying to, you know, yeah. battle his way like back said, in. So yeah. I, if, I, if I'm playing and I'm in the XFL, no, I'm not saying no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, play, I'll play a full year if you tell me yeah. to. I'm no longer playing. <laughs> and there's nothing you can true. do to get me to go through XFL to get back to the league. There's nothing. It's, 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 nothing. So I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to that. I, I wanted the other league to, to, to 
end up working, and it didn't, but well, it's they, tough. They man. did them dudes wrong, man. You talking about AFL? Oh, oh, yeah, no, they no, that, that alliance. Oh, the alliance. Yeah. The, the man couldn't even pay payroll for the first week. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to go out there knowing you ain't about to get paid. Like what, type of, what type of like structure you got set up to where you don't you don't know how much money that you're going to have to pay? Or they knew it, and they were just like, no, nah, we're we going to figure out a way it to get was, it. It was rushed <laughs> because they were trying to start a year before, before the XFL. Uh, so they rushed it. And they and Charlie Ebersole had thought he had invested. He kept thinking that something was, gonna, and it just didn't hit. At the end of the day, up. he 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 rushed it. And the dude bought it and then took the the, well, Tom uh, the technology. Dundon, Tom Dundon from 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 Dallas, who also owns the Carolina mm-hmm. Carolina Hurricanes. So yeah, part of it was buying the technology, but also, and this is something that that people find out when they do deals. You're told one thing, then when you buy it and you get in there and you open up all the books and. And the guy looked at it. This is no. I'm not saving this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not on duty. Yeah. yeah so, mm. so, so there you go. But anyway, we'll see if Vince McMahon can get it done. Vince McMahon ended up buying a lot of uh, the Alliance's equipment. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> got, got a whole sale. sale. Got I mean, whole yeah. Whole what, what else you supposed to do? He's, Vince McMahon, he's a he smart been, dude. Hey, that dude been rolling for a long rolling, time. Man. He, he went he in there. Okay, you need. We need some of this. We'll take some of that. Vince, <laughs> Stephanie, and Shane. Yeah, give me your best. Right? <laughs> yes, they've been taking it, baby. And Triple H, he got yeah, the smart. Hey, 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 Stephanie, I love you. Man, I've always I, loved you. I, I really used to think that was fake. I thought, you know, because wrestling is what it is. Yeah. And I, I never thought that Triple H and Stephanie was a real thing. I never did. Yeah, especially with China. You know, yeah. the whole thing with China first. Man, I forgot about China. Which is interesting since we always talk about stuff to watch. Man, I watched the China documentary. How was uh, of her life, and then she ended up dying. Uh, was an overdose or something? Man, trying to die. I yeah, yeah to die. a while ago. So they did. They did a whole Man. thing on. It was. It was interesting. I, I mean, Man, I, I would no tell you fans. to go watch it because I was a China fan and the Generation X and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I liked the X Pac, all that. Oh, yeah, the Jesse James, all them. I loved them dudes. And then you know, China ended up disappearing from from the scene, mm-hmm. and nobody really knew why. And it explains her man, her whole process. It was good. Uh, man, I saw it on, on actual on regular oh, cable TV, so I'm, I'm sure TV? it's somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, man, degeneration, the new age outlaws. I used yeah. to have to cover that for um, UPN when I worked in Los Angeles. We ended up getting the SmackDown contract. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we got the SmackDown contract, and they were sending they sent me to Birmingham, Alabama. Mm. For uh, for one of the shows, and so you know, we get there, and then you know they let us behind the scenes on certain things, certain things you just couldn't get to. But I remember being out front, and I saw all these fans carrying signs because I used to think, man, the way people, you know, this giving them out. No, people came with their oh, own huge. homemade signs. The way they were sitting out there to come, yes, people don't show up to to basketball or hockey games like this, and just the way they were there. There's their their fan base is. Unbelievably That's unreal, boring. man. But that was when uh, Stone Cold was rocking and, <laughs> and The Rock, all these oh, guys. Yeah. It was, was good stuff, The man. effect that those guys had on, on like, High school, middle school, what? elementary. It the was phrases? so many kids getting stone cold stunner. Oh my! <laughs> and rock bottom, the eyebrows going oh, up. Oh like, man, it like was that, crazy. that that ran through my school specifically the whole like K through twelve. Man, it was, <laughs> it was, it was oh, wrestling in there, and we used to get in trouble for doing the you oh, know, Xbox. Oh. Used, to, <laughs> used to get in trouble for that. I'm like, man, this is this is crazy. You're, you're right because I I um, had dated a school teacher in L. A. and and she would. 
hear it from the kids. Mm-hmm. And because I was covering it, I would tell them, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's a wrestling term. So, yeah. yeah, they're Sounds watching, right. they're watching was, Smack. Yeah. Watching, yeah. That was the biggest thing. Out. Was it? it was no football well, for me. It was all. My whole focus switched go. over to <laughs> yeah, NWF. Yeah. The, nah, 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 nah. The, the big show came to WWF. All of them started coming to WWF. Man, that was, coming through the ring. Man, that was <laughs> classic. I went to WrestleMania 20. It was at the pond. And my buddy worked for the PR guy with the LA Kings, and he had gotten some he got some seats for some of the Kings players. Well, he knew the Kings were going to be on the road. And they couldn't make it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we yeah. sat. We sat. Oh, we sat. Oh, yeah. sat fourth row. Highly decorated. Highly <laughs> decorated. Yeah, we sat He's like, do you Even want? In LA. Do you want to feel it? Oh, yes, I do. I, see, was, I was the goalie. I'm gonna go back and let me see. Uh, <laughs> knew he get cussed out by the Rockers. So, so Mo Vaughn came. He was playing for the Angels at the time. Mo Vaughn was was about a few seats over. Mo Vaughn, Omega Sci-Fi dog team. Right okay, there. okay. So okay. Mo was there, and that was that was said. The Rock and Triple H um, and and Stone Cold Steve they they were the they were the main event. It was anyway. It was just great stuff. I'm looking back at they you. They did the whole ladders and everything back there. It was it's good the stuff. Ladders. The ladder match. The ladder, <laughs> the ladder match. match. Nui, I'm looking at you and I'm remembering. We can move on after this. My bad. I'm sorry. And I'm seeing. Remember how the Rock used to talk to the coach. Oh yeah, the yeah, uh, coach was yeah. <laughs> the coach. He's the coach. Could that have been you? No, was that that one? No one know you. No, no, no. He no. used to embarrass Listen the here, coach. coach. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Man, that was great, man. That was, so many one lines, coach. <laughs> let me ask you: Do you think the Rock can win this match? Well, actually, yeah, Nui, I'm glad it's not you, man. I'm glad oh, it's not no, you. No, man. I, no, I love, I love Coachman and Tony Schiavone and all those guys. For the, no, that's not a job that's, I want. That's not you. The travel that those guys have, the schedule that they have, that's other things about covering it. I, I was around. Like, no way I wanted to do all this. Yeah. Oh, it was Monday, lot, Sunday, yeah. Thursday. And, you and, then they, the they, they well, and they added Friday. Mm-hmm. Smackdown went to Friday, right? See, that's what you're seeing on TV. You're not seeing the house shows that these guys yeah. were having to do. Uh, so you're Tuesday. So, yeah, you were in Los Angeles for Monday Night Raw, but then you had a show in San Diego in a couple days that you had to do that wasn't on TV. It was a house show. Mm. Then you had to move on to, to Thursday night. So, so the travel and the road schedule these guys were on, no one, no parts that's of it. This was a it is truly a traveling show, and you're in so many different places. I mean, just how, how do you how do you pay the rent? Yeah, is, oh, it, how do you ain't get no your rent. bills? <laughs> you better ain't rent nothing. All right, let's continue the pop culture let's conversation. Right. Danny wants to get into the top cop movies, his top five. You went and saw Bad Boys Three with Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. Mm-hmm. I did not see it, so it was great. It was great. I think they did an amazing job, by the way. And there was they no did. Eddie Murphy in there. So you know, I, that's why that's why I knew we didn't go see it because Eddie Murphy not in it. I agree with you. That that bad boy three was fine. All right, yeah. Fine. So so I was sitting I was sitting I went to go watch that movie, and I thought it was great. Late in the bed, scrolling through the channels, I think I get to Showtime, and I see Lethal Weapon, the first okay. one, right? Riggs, and uh, he's going crazy, and I'm like, man, this, this took me back. So you scrolling through again, yeah, you see yeah. Beverly Hills Cop. So I'm like, let me let me list my five what, what, because what you got? because what I rewatch these things Let's all see the what time. You got. All I right. gotta say, for me, that number one as far as rewatchability and the the connection that the the, the crew had is Lethal Weapon. That's your number, the number one overall. I love, I love Riggs, man. Right. I, I love, I love. You know, he got into that. He go meets the family. He was this loner and all this stuff. I think right. they did a great job. Number two for me. Is Die Hard specifically Die Hard with uh, with the Vengeance? 
with Which Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel? Okay. That's with uh, the young Sam. Yeah, he had hair in that one. I yeah, think. yeah, hair in that one. There we go. Uh, number three for me is Bad Boys. Number four for me is Rush Hour, and number five is Beverly Hills Cop. All right, that's a I, solid list. That's a solid list, man. Is it my turn to go up now? Yeah, yeah, you, I mean, yeah, you got it. Before we start critiquing You, you, you look like you're still in some of my movies, but it's cool. I mean, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Top top five. In particular order, or are we just yeah, going to yes. Number one. Number one for me. I mean, the chemistry they had. It was it was just rush hour two. I mean, the okay. chemistry between Tucker and, and uh, Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. I mean, it was just. Is that Juntao? Juntao was, oh, was the first one. the first one. Wake yourself up. You're bleeding. <laughs> you're bleeding. You know what I'm saying? But Rush Hour 2 was, I mean, they went over to, I think, Japan or whatever mm-hmm. and all that. I mean, it was it was a great time. So that's number one for me. Bad Boys 2 with uh, Gabrielle Union. I mean, I, I think that was the best out the of the Jamaicans. trilogy. Yeah, the Jamaicans. Yeah. You are not welcome in here. I mean, it was just so many. I nobody touches camera. Shkaman, shkaman in their head. Hip Hop Man ain't never learned a song. Yeah. But that's number two for me. Uh, number three is a surprise. It's uh, the other guys with Will Ferrell and Mark <laughs> Wilbur. I thought, I, thought, I thought that was hilarious, man. I might be on my own on this one, but it I thought that hilarious, was hilarious. It could be hilarious, but you putting it with the grace. The, uh, the look on Nui's face right now is so true in my I'm mind. I've never taken it by the Nui all movies, but anyway. The other guys, the other guys anybody that's listening, they, they had to go Google and see what that uh, was. Uh, y'all but go ahead. Y'all, number three. All right, that's number three. Number four. It's kind of a toss-up, four and five. I'm going to go Die Hard 3. Well, that's the one with Sam, right? Yeah. yeah so I'm going to go Die Hard 3 with four and then Beverly Hills 5. But With Uncle Dave. With Uncle Dave. With Uncle where he Dave. was at Wally World. Yeah, Wally World. That was, was, was fire. We had the big old gun. Yeah, he was. Yeah, like shooting five, six different I mean, things. <laughs> Boy, we're sitting over there controlling yeah. that there. Let's see what you Uh-oh. got to do. Right, Here listen. we go. Hey, listen. I'm, 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 I'm going to keep my composure because I know. I just, you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead, Noah. Okay. Okay. What we All got smiles. Okay. I'm just merely going to throw in other movies to see if you all might have a consideration. So for do you it. have eight? So you don't have five. You just want to see if you no, can replace. I'm just, okay. I'm just, bro, I'm just gonna. First off, your list is good. Well, I'm just gonna you. throw out. You know, I would say other others that could could, could receive, maybe you haven't seen. Them. I bet but, forty-eight but hours one, is first. This yeah. one I know you have seen that you left off, and you know so many great lines from this movie, Training Day. This is this is is true. This This is is. true. But I just maybe I should have said the ones with trilogies and and, and sequels and all that stuff. But yes, Train the Day is is amazing. It's an amazing movie. I give you that one. But I I don't don't think it's wet all day. But it's not the same as they're not fighting crime in there. You know what I'm saying? That's more of a New Jack City type thing. That's more of a New Jack City. Okay, all right, just doing it. Okay, all right. One that you all are very young, it has sequels. Dirty Harry. I've never seen it. Clint Have Eastwood. Nah, I've never seen it. Go ahead and make my day. No, no. Any that, Clint Eastwood movie, okay, I'd yeah, say yeah. he's old as hell. And right. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is it. another old one. It's another old one for yeah. you guys. Colors. Never seen it. Colors, never colors seen with it. the gang, and then the police officer Sean was Penn, cool with him. Sean yeah, Penn yeah. and Robert Duvall, two legendary actors. He, he goes through the whole. It's a blessing the Crips, I believe. The, the, yes, oh, the, yeah. the Papa Bull, Baby Bull story. So, yeah. so it's a very, very, very good movie. Um, American Gangster, Denzel Washington. That's a cop movie. Oh yeah, well the whole cop takes him down. It's his whole thing. It's yeah, his whole, but, it's, but it's not. It's not so much of of, of like it's. It's like, like I, this one is Jackie man. Chan and, and Chris Tucker. I, no. I am. I am. I'm just. I'm just. This is merely for discussion. These are great movies. Okay. 
And they have cops Obvi- in them. Obviously, 48 hours. 48 hours. Was that Eddie? And, that was yeah, Eddie Murphy and Nick yeah, Nolte. Yeah, yeah. That, when you start looking at a lethal weapon and you start looking at, at Die Hard, these come out of that from that ability of right, what yeah. it did. It's kind of one of those great things. Where it's like a defense. You take that, boom, there's the defense. You start taking concepts from it because there's nothing really new under the sun when it comes to yeah, screenwriting. Right, you get inspired by something. How do you twist it and how do you turn it? And, and for the most part, you you took I see so much of bad boys in these guys you know in, in what they did with Eddie Murphy there and then uh, you know Beverly Hills Cop they decided let's go a whole nother comedic way but that you know taking off of what they did yeah. it just kind of inspired a lot there um, another movie that, that I love The Fugitive with Harrison Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones yeah, okay. so so anyway I'm not I'm not poo pooing your list I'm just saying these are some other movies that you look at and you say hey they were they were pretty good. No love Total for Recall. Lethal Weapon, guys? Total Recall. Hey, they, we, got, they, okay. we got rigs in there. He, actually, that was, that, that was my number one. Yeah, I think you put <laughs> okay, number one on Just making sure. Just making yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I might have like, missed yeah. that part. Riggs, Riggs is by far one of the best cop characters in, yeah, in these yeah. movies. I'll give, give you that. Did you consider Speed there at all? No, With no. Keanu Reeves? No, yeah. no. I can't do that. No, keep him in the Matrix. What's the one where him and his boy, they're surfing. He's undercover. It was Keanu Reeves, and he had to go out. Patrick Swayze. Was yeah, that what was it called? Point break. Point break. Point that break. was a good point one. Break. Now, good now one. here's one you did not consider at all, which had several. It was a trilogy, by the way. The Naked Gun. That was funny. Which of my OJ Simpson? That was a good one. That was funny. That one was funny. It was funny, but it's not making my top five. Okay, The Naked Gun. The Naked Gun was funny. The slappy humor in there is pretty funny. I so thought I'm just, it was hilarious. I'm just, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Just, nobody wants to give. Nobody wants to just give OJ no credit. <laughs> like he never. Acted. You see how, knew he, how he got up out of it though. He didn't want to give us his top five, so he just he, he, he just threw a couple neutral. rounds. It's cool. Yeah, it's right. it's right. it's cool. No, your top your top five is all of these movies. If they come on late at night, I'm gonna stop and watch them. Right. Okay, that's mm-hmm. always a good test for a movie. That's true. So late at night, I got oh, I'll watch it. Okay. I don't care which one it is either. I got caught like that on Karate Kid. A couple weeks ago, not the Jaden Smith Karate Kid. No, 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 that one was trash. Like Karate (laughs) Kid, Karate Kid, Sandlot, Sandlot, yeah. uh, so little rascals, like that type of things. I watched yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, I don't watch the Gremlins. What was the uh, one where they went like on a treasure hunt? It was an old movie, The Goonies. I remember The Goonies. Yeah, I remember The Goonies Goonies was fine. The Goonies Goonies was good. So, so there we go. All right, Uh, our flies. It's quick. Lies, man. It's quick. They let us go a minute over. <laughs> we didn't even get into the Dak franchise. I'll just end it like this. They're going to get a deal done. You can't franchise Dak because it's going to tie up too much of your cap. When you sign into a contract, you're then able to try to you're then able to move money around here and make it work. They've got so many free agents they've got to sign. So Dak is going to get his deal. People need to just understand that he's going to get more than Carson Wentz. He's going to get more than Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Forget the whole deserve thing. It's not about deserve. It's what you can negotiate with the market. Timing. His timing works out perfectly. You're Mike McCarthy. You took this job to coach Dak Prescott, not Jameis Winston or not Ryan Tannehill or anybody else. Don't keep a rush in there, man. So that's that's my take. We'll dive into that uh, the next time we meet. Barry, yes, sir. good to see you. I'm glad you came back. Hey, you know, you know. it's all good. You know, Barry, back in Barry's going to be off next week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, eat glaciers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barry, it's going to take yeah. Valentine's Day off. Oh, week, here so. we go, Just, man. just take, take some little ahead of time. Hey, you know, man, this, make this, it, this right? is wild. This is wild. Danny McCray, <laughs> good stuff. I'm Newey Scruggs. We appreciate you taking time out to check out the Players' Lounge. 
tell a friend. Yeah, you know, that's the best thing you can do. Tell no a friend and, uh, and and pass it on through social media. So good stuff, and we'll uh, chat with y'all later. Peace. Deuce. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?